everyone, and welcome to Sort of My Podcast, episode 73. My name is Vincent Herman, Vin the Human, and we're going to start out today's show with a couple of shout-outs for Black Panther, Spider-Man, Into the Spider-Verse, A big congratulations goes to these two movies. They walked away with a total four wins at the Oscars this year, guys. I got the breakdown here. We uh, we started off with Ruth E. Carter, who won Best Costume Design. Uh, Hannah uh, Beachler. (laughs) Hannah Beachler. God, I always fuck something up with a name. For Best Production Design for her work on creating the world of Wakanda. Uh, making both the first African-American women to win in their respective categories. Ludwig Goreson, who won the Oscar for Best Original Score, making Black Panther the most decorated superhero film in Oscars history. Uh, And Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse won the big prize in its category, Best Animated Feature, and guys, it deserves it. I've only seen it once, and I'm still so swept away with that movie. I'm still hesitant to say Best Superhero Movie Ever. I I think I'm safe in saying Best Spider-Man Movie Ever, but maybe Best Superhero Movie Ever. I gotta see it again. I am for sure buying it when it comes out on Blu-ray. That's happening. Uh, I'm actually buying two copies, one for myself and one for my son. But yeah, wow. Congratulations to those for all the various reasons and all the laurels that go with just having an Oscar because you won an Oscar. Because you were that damn good. Congratulations. Uh, moving on from there, though, we got a couple trailers to talk about here, guys. First one we're talking about is DC Superhero Girls had a trailer come out. Uh, and I'm going to start this out by saying that I haven't seen a single solitary second of DC Superhero Girls content before this trailer. And I legitimately thought that it was already a show, but I guess this is actually debuting uh, the first legitimate televised show uh, for these female DC heroes. And it looks like a lot of fun. It, it's fun as all get out. Uh, while seeming like it's actually going to treat the action as seriously as it needs to for a cartoon. And even focusing on some dramatic elements of the characters. Uh, at least in this trailer, Jessica Cruz, the Green Lantern, standing out as an example here. It seems like they're going to be uh, focusing on some of her social anxiety issues. And that is a very important subject to, to handle with children. So <laughs> good on them for that, if that's the route they're going to go. Like I said, that's just the impression that I got. It seems like it's going to take some liberties with character traits, but the way it presents them, uh, it it seems fun as well, especially with Supergirl. Which, you know, if you're not into that and you want a different representation of Supergirl for for your children, CW's got a great show over there, guys. Check that one out. Uh, See what you're missing out. I bet it's got what you're looking for if this one doesn't. Uh, But I will say it looks like it's going to focus more on female villains than it probably should. Uh, These days, in a lot of media, uh, they don't shy away from the female versus male dynamic in a physical sense. Uh, Again, this is just the trailer. They're probably putting the women on front street here, but I'm sure they're going to clash with some classic male villains In any case, this actually swayed me. At first glance, it seemed like it was just going to be a goofy kids show focused on girls, on little girls. I don't think I'm going to go out of my way to watch it, given how much I'm already watching. But I won't shy away from it either. Uh, Seems worth the view. 
and something I did kind of shy away from at first, but uh, eventually went in for the view, which was worth it. Uh, Cloak and Dagger, they got a season two trailer, and it seems Tandy and Tyrone have been honing their great power, and it looks like they're going to embrace the great responsibility that comes with it. Uh, and if Roxxon wasn't big enough this season, they're actually tackling human trafficking. That is huge. That's, and that's been shown up a lot in a lot of different shows, but in superhero shows too. And I think that's really interesting. Uh, again, uh, superhero shows tackling the real problems of the time. And it looks like there's going to be an anti-hero who's maybe invulnerable, maybe super strong, uh, getting mixed into the taking down of these traffickers, which obviously Tandy and Tyrone are going to come to blows with this chick, just from what we see in the trailer. And, you know, basic storytelling. And we're likely going to get the return of Tyrone's cloak. I was so bummed when they tore that thing up in the first season, because it's so comic accurate. Uh, but... We see a shot of his father looking over sketches of the original from season one made by his brother from Mardi Gras, I think. Um, maybe I didn't follow that as as clearly as I thought. Uh, but I really enjoyed the first season. This is going to premiere on the Freeform channel and app, and I would assume Hulu since that's where I watched uh, season one. Uh, but it's coming out April 4th, guys. And if you haven't seen season one, go back, give it a chance, check it out. A lot of these superhero shows these days... It really doesn't matter if you were reading the comics because a lot of them stand on their own. They don't rely on your knowledge of these characters. And, and some of them even shy away from the classic uh, origin stories. So, yeah, give this one a try. It was a surprise hit with me. I fell in love with it. I'm so excited for the second season. Speaking of things I'm excited for, I really wish I was the one covering at least one of the stories in Alpha's video game editorial, where Alpha Spectre is going to give us all the cool video game news. There's one in there. I'm going to talk about it a little bit afterwards, but in the meantime, take it away, James. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the newest episode of Let's Make a Deal. That's not right. Hey everyone, welcome to the newest episode of Deal or No Deal. Wait, nope, that's still not right. Oh, I got it. Hey guys, welcome to the newest installment of Alpha's Editorial. And we are going to get started with the free games for Xbox and PlayStation in March. For Xbox One, we are getting Adventure Time Pirates of the Enchiridion. I'm not entirely sure what that is because I don't really watch Adventure Time. So there's that one that is available March 1st through 31st. We are getting Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare 2 March 16th through April 15th. Now, as you all know, the Xbox games with gold, you get one game from the beginning to end of the month and then one game from the middle of the month to the middle of the next month. That's just kind of how they've been doing it, so that way you have time to play the first game before the next one is downloadable, so on and so forth. Now, the Xbox 360 game we're getting is Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, which is 
kind of a mix of Metal Gear games and games like Bayonetta. It's all about weird, fast-paced combos and boss fights. So it sounds pretty cool, something that I will more than likely check out. And we're getting another original Xbox game this month from March 1st through the 15th. That is going to be Star Wars Republic Commando. Uh, I might mention that the Metal Gear Solid Rising Revenge... Metal Gear Rising Revengeant is coming out March 16th. So you won't be able to download that until after the Star Wars Republic Commando, but it will be there. That being said, those are some pretty decent games. Uh, Not really anything gripping or must-haves or anything like that, but the Metal Gear Rising Revengeance does sound pretty cool to me, and I'm definitely going to give it a check. Over on PlayStation, we have a game called The Witness, and we have Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered. So this is the first Modern Warfare which is what really kind of set the precedence for where the Modern Warfare, where the Call of Duty multiplayer experience went. So this is kind of a big deal to see this come as a free game because this was initially released with the deluxe edition of Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, I believe. Don't quote me on that. But So it's kind of cool to see a crowd favorite come to the free game section for the month of March on PlayStation. Now, The Witness, I'm not entirely sure what this game is about or what you're going to do. But there's a neat looking picture on here. Um, that's, that's about all I had to go on. It looks neat. Looks like you're going to explore, build stuff. But it's not Minecraft. So, yeah. So, here's where the interesting part is. We are now losing PlayStation Vita and PlayStation 3 getting free games each month. So, what this is essentially saying is that the Vita and the PS3 are now going to be considered dead consoles. So, they're not going to be getting these kind of updates. They're not going to be getting the free merch, stuff like that. So, unfortunately, we are seeing the end of that era so while that is kind of a bummer we do still have plenty of things to look forward to now moving on we have our new generation of pokemon that's right we have pokemon sword and shield coming to us late in the holiday season of 2019 now if you haven't seen these trailers it showcases a lot of old pokemon in a new region it looks to be kind of an industrial-esque era kind of reminiscent of industrial Europe. It's the world of Pokemon, so nothing makes sense, but everything makes sense. So, of course, we're going to get crowd favorites like Pikachu and the like. A lot of the Pokemon that you want to see in a game, but we're also going to be getting plenty of new Pokemon because we are getting an entire new generation. And we also got a reveal of the three new starter Pokemon. We have the Chimp Pokemon Groogie, which is going to be your grass starter. We have the Rabbit Pokemon Scorbunny, which is your fire Pokemon. And the Water Lizard Pokemon Sobble. As of recording this, I have not seen any evolutionary Pokemon from these. All we have are the starting images of what they look like. And, of course, they they have your typical kind of cutesy, goofy-looking starting forms, but they could go any which direction, as we've seen happen in just about every game. 
The new region is the Galar region. Whether I'm saying that right or not, I have no idea. But that's the region you're going to be exploring. You know, there's always going to be new legendary Pokemon. As of right now, the information is somewhat limited. But as it comes out, we will let you guys know. You know we're going to be on top of all that. Because we're just as excited about this as you are. So tell me, what what do you guys think? Uh, have you seen the new Pokemon? Which one are you going to pick to start with? Are you going to pick the bunny or the water lizard? Maybe you want the monkey. Let us know. We want to know. Will you let us know? Do you want to build a snowman? Wait, nope. So guys, that pretty much wraps my segment up for the week. Uh, you know where to find us, the grams, the tweets, the books with faces, and not the creepy kind. I, I promise. Guys, sharing is a big thing. As you all know, we do have uh, Lexington Comic Con coming up on us here in the next few weeks. So you can look forward to another episode from Lexington uh, later this month or the beginning of next month. So something else uh, I want to get your guys' feelers out on is what do you want us to talk about? What do you want us to try to do at Lexington? Those of you who are going to be there, stop us and say, hey, we may or may not be in cosplay the whole time. I don't know. So uh, if we are, we'll let you guys know on our page and come up and say hi, get some pictures, and make some new friends. Guys, this is Alpha Spectre, and this was Wheel of Fortune. Wait, nope. Guys, I'm Alpha Spectre. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Alpha's Editorial. Oh, man, yes, new Pokemon game, Gen 8, on the Switch, I can't wait. Now, I know, like, here's what I'm gonna say, I I knew it was gonna be this. I, like, we talked a lot on this podcast about wishful thinking, hoping it was gonna be the sprawling open world game, and I, I feel like they're gonna do that eventually, they've got to, it's the smartest play, and the Switch is capable of it, the Switch is capable of giving us this big, awesome, open world Pokemon game, uh, I want that so bad, but, again, I knew at least their first or second outing was going to be something like this, a continuation of the core series. And I'm still not bitter about it. I, I want this. I want to see what new features they add because it's on the switch. Now there's so many more options. This could be such a big game on its own. Maybe not sprawling open world, like a Skyrim Pokemon esque type game, but man, it could be huge with the capabilities of the Switch. So, it's going to be really interesting to see how this one develops. I'm going to be watching Cerebi.net so closely. <laughs> but yeah, awesome. I had to get my two cents in there. And moving on with the show, with the news, we're talking about a new DC Comics event. DC Comics announced Deceased. Literally with a capital D and C. <laughs> <laughs> this is a new event series from Tom Taylor, who wrote Injustice and X-Men Red, with art by Trevor Harrison, James Heron, and Stefan Guadino. The synopsis of this is a mysterious technovirus has been released on Earth, infecting 600 million people and turning them instantly into violent, monstrous engines of destruction. The heroes of the DCU are caught completely unprepared for a pandemic of this magnitude and struggle to save their loved ones first. But what happens to the world's greatest heroes if the world ends? 
<laughs> uh, Taylor actually revealed three covers for this, uh, each of which suggests that Batman is going to be the main character, but a couple of tweets of his actually suggest Superman and Darkseid may play a big role. And it's also kind of unclear if this is going to be part of the main DC canon or if it's going to be like an alternate universe story off to the side because DC has a lot of those going on. All of their main canon stuff is really good. They've they've been really leaning hard into here's some stuff off to the side and I really wish they'd just slap the fucking Elseworlds label back on these things, but whatever. It really doesn't matter if they do or don't. I'm just a hound for nostalgia. But uh, some of this stuff is so great. I'm so excited for Superman Year One from Frank Miller. That's going to be so interesting. Uh, a lot of cool Batman books coming out. And then this. If It doesn't matter to me whether this is a alternate universe story or a main canon thing although i i think it should maybe be alternate universe because this sounds like it could have some extreme effects on the dcu main canon that that may be hard if not impossible to recover from and i i don't know if i want to see those heroes aftermath of this i just want to see this story play out. how are the heroes gonna fix this so if i had my way about it that's where i would lean either way i'm gonna be picking up this book it's gonna be pretty cool uh it's coming out may 1st that's when it's gonna hit the shelves and that's when you should hit your lcs and pick it up unfortunately I will not be able to be hitting my LCS anytime soon for Second Coming, uh, the satirical comic book series in which Jesus Christ is forced to learn to be humanity's savior from a Superman lampooning superhero named Sunman uh, because it has been canceled by DC. We actually covered this a few episodes ago. I'm, I, well, I should say... I was and am so excited for this, and we'll get into the am a little later, but it's just, it's so funny of an idea. Jesus being roommates with basically Superman because God needs him to learn how to be a savior, to be a true hero. And wow, it's just, it's such an awesome, magical idea. Uh, It should be noted that this isn't a case of DC getting scared and backing out. That was a lot of people's, I only read the article title reaction. Uh, According to the series writer, Mark Russell, he wrote on Twitter, quote, DC Vertigo's cancellation of the orders for second coming. Just so you know, DC did not do anything untowards me. I asked for the rides back and they gracefully agreed. End quote. Uh, It could have been your classic creative differences situation or Mark just simply saw a lot in his story and wanted to own it outright. Who's to say, really? Uh, Luckily, the book is currently being uh, shopped around to independent comic companies. So here's hoping we'll get to snag up that first issue soon uh, because I want that in my collection. I need to read that. I'm super excited about it. Another thing I, I'm, I'm still excited, but I, I've had a little bit of dirt thrown on my fire here. HN Entertainment revealed the character descriptions of the next generation of Ghostbusters in Jason Reitman's upcoming film, uh, which is actually going to carry on the franchise post-Ghostbusters 2, if you hadn't heard. But I actually have these role descriptions here, and I want to read these off for you guys, give you an idea of why I'm kind of underwhelmed. 
Uh, first, we have unnamed lead boy one to play 13 years old, a conspiracy theorist who is very into fantasy. Uh, second, we have unnamed lead girl one to play 12 years old, a science kid that has trouble connecting with others on an emotional level, has difficulty understanding feelings, and is not aware of how hurtful her comments can be at times. Uh, unnamed lead boy two. To play 12 years old, slender, pale, dark hair, piercing blue eyes, aquiline features, high cheekbones, withdrawn. He's prodigious bright, witty, stubborn, and remains playful in spite of hardship. He is also a brilliantly quick thinker under pressure and is at ease with technology and has a high facility for problem solving. Unnamed lead girl 2. To play 13 years old, fun-loving, a bit of an airhead, always curious, Haunted, charmed, dazed. Uh, so, essentially where I'm coming up short here is I, I don't want to see kids. I don't. Uh, I mean, it's not like I'm saying there's anything wrong with the idea. It could be fun. It could be charming. I could just be uh, too uh, apprehensive with this. But... Man, it's just not what I what I had in my head. I I was uh, like, you know, I I don't know if I needed people in their middle ages, but like, you know, early 20s, at least mid 20s, something like that, you know, I think they could have a lot more fun with that and we could get a lot more of the same humor that we know and love from the, the Ghostbusters franchise. But if this is the way they're going, fine. I mean, there's obviously some copy and paste archetypes here. Unnamed Lead Boy 2 is very Venkmanish. Unnamed Lead Girl 1 is very Egonish, you know. So I, I see what you're doing there. That's fine. I'm Look, you got my money. I'm going to be in the theater. So, okay, fine. Another thing, though, I might not get to go to the theater for and again we'll get into that here in a second but i will be front roads that are watching this wherever i have to uh there is a report out from the hollywood reporter that says chris hemsworth is set to star as hulk hogan in a biopic about the wwe hall of famer and i love it i oh my god okay so let's let's dig into this just a little bit before i uh, before i get into my thoughts the film is actually going to be directed by todd phillips with phillips hemsworth bradley cooper and the man who ran wcw tna alongside hulk hogan and was former on-screen general manager of wwe's raw eric bischoff all of these guys producing uh, and it's said it's going to focus on Hogan's rise in wrestling during the 80s and actually going to avoid any of the controversies in subsequent years. <laughs> and this is where my conflictions come in. I spoke on one of our wrestling episodes about my feelings towards Hulk Hogan. As a wrestling fan from a younger age, love Hulk Hogan. Man, I mean, the guy had it. Everything. And I loved him. But, as was pointed out to me, Terry Bollea, the man known as Hulk Hogan, doesn't really exist anymore. He, he has, for decades now, presented himself as Hulk Hogan in his personal and professional life. You never see Terry Bollea on the marquee. You see Hulk Hogan. And part of that is, yes, his fame follows him, but... 
it's how he portrays himself. He is Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan is him. And because of that, it is hard to separate those two when you bring in the the racist uh, stuff that had happened in recent years and a lot of the stories that you've heard from behind the scenes. If he is Hulk Hogan, then Hulk Hogan did those things. And that makes it hard to be a fan. Of course, I'm always going to love Hulk Hogan versus The Rock at WrestleMania 18, probably one of the most electrifying, and I don't mean to use that because of who was in the match, but really one of the most electrifying matches I have ever seen. Like, I will never forget that one. I will never forget watching it, and I will always love it, regardless of what Hulk Hogan has done. But, moving forward, things like a biopic kind of give me pause. I'm gonna watch it. Look, I'm gonna see it, and I'm probably gonna hate myself a little bit for how much I may end up loving it, but that is just where we are. That is where I'm conflicted. It, it It is hard to burn that bridge. It is easy to say, nah, you know, if Hulk Hogan were at an event, I probably wouldn't go get his autograph. I probably wouldn't go shake his hand, tell him how great I think he is, uh, or at least thought he was. You know, that I think that part of my acceptance of the character and the person of Terry Bollea is over. And honestly, any future matches that he might do, which I don't think is going to happen, I think his in-ring career is done, but I, I probably couldn't possibly get excited about those. But we're talking about a biopic focusing on all the nostalgia, all the things that that love was built off of. So... I yeah it, it's conflicting it's hard I I cannot sit here and lie and say like fuck this film and I'll, I'll never watch it wink you know I won't enjoy I refuse to enjoy it wink it's not gonna I'm not gonna play you guys like that but I you know I'm gonna hate myself a little bit I really don't know how I feel about Chris Hemsworth in the role either that feels like pure parody because like the ideal male body type has changed and at the time in the 80s Hulk Hogan had what was the standard what what you wanted and now Chris Hemsworth has that and these are two very different body types and also I think Chris Hemsworth might be taller I don't know maybe shorter I'm really not sure but I I just don't see him as that also is he going to shave his head is he is he gonna cut the hair the appropriate way because Hulk Hogan has been dealing with that situation for quite some time in the 80s so I really want to see him do that either way it, negotiations are being held with Netflix uh, currently but there's no word on a release date a theatrical run uh, even when the movie's gonna begin production this could all fall apart I could be talking about nothing right now I is a dust in the wind idea but yeah I felt like it was worth mention at least much like the things we are going to cover in today's phone booth news it's time for the news the phone booth news that's right, everyone. It's time for the phone booth news where I try to give you the news faster than Deadpool can save the day, which gives me three minutes, 45 seconds. So I'm going to go ahead and bring up my timer here because I, I do not have my intern. He's actually here tonight. He's just in the other room. He's really excited about Fortnite season eight. Maybe I'll drag him in here during getting caught up. But yeah, really excited about that. Wanted to wanted to get the jump on it, so I decided to to give him this episode off. 
Okay, alright, we got our timer up here. Let me get everything situated and go. In comics news, Archie Comics will be reviving the shortly-lived early 90s title Jughead's Time Police for a new five-issue miniseries this summer. DC announced two new ongoing titles starring Jimmy Olsen and Lois Lane, respectively, which will spin out of May's Superman Leviathan Rising special number one. IDW is releasing a five-part comic series from creative team Eric Burnham and Dan Schuing to debut Hasbro's upcoming Ectotron, a Transformers figure based on Ecto on Ghostbusters Ecto-1, beginning in June 2019. Spinning out of the pages of Amazing Spider-Man number 16, the black cat Felicia Hardy is getting her first ever ongoing series this June. Marvel is debuting a new main continuity web-slinger with Spider-Bite in the pages of Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man number 6. And after two years, Spider-Man Deadpool is coming to an end this May with issue 50. Conan the Barbarian is teaming up with Elektra, Venom, Wolverine, and the Punisher in a new series titled Savage Avengers by writer Gary Dugan and artist Mike Didato on sale in May. Marvel also announced Star Wars number 108, a one-issue standalone continuation of the original Marvel Star Wars comic that ran from 1977 to 1986. In TV news, CBS is teaming up with Nickelodeon on the new on a new Star Trek animated series for younger viewers. Warner Brothers is planning an animated prequel series to the 1984 hit Gremlins, set to premiere on their upcoming streaming service. Recent set photos may reveal Godspell as an upcoming villain on the CW's Flash series, while Neil Gaiman is teaming with the Jim Henson Company to revive Jim Henson's The Storyteller for television. Netflix has tragically canceled The Punisher and Jessica Jones, the final Marvel TV shows remaining on the streaming service. In movie news, Sony has announced that the special features for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse will include a short film titled, titled Spider-Ham Caught in the Ham. In addition, the film's directors Bob Perchetti, Peter Ramsey, and Rodney Rothman told Cinema Blend that there will be a special extended version of the film called The Alt-Universe Cut. In other news, this new line of fig- this new line of figures from DC Collectibles reimagines Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Deathstroke, Cheetah, and Metallo as Latin America luchadors. The figures will go on sale in August. DC Collectibles has revealed Jason Todd, the Red Hood, Slade Wilson, Deathstroke, and Azrael in his Batman outfit in the Bruce Timm style from the Batman the Animated Series. Oreo teased in, in, on Instagram a mysterious upcoming crossover with Game of Thrones, while Roman Reigns announced on Raw that he is returning to WWE and that his cancer is now in remission. Two years after George A. Romero's passing, his unfinished novel, completed by author Daniel Krauss, The Living Dead, will be posthumously released June 2020. And finally, the French Fencing Federation has officially recognized lightsaber, meaning LED rigid polycarbonate swords, dueling as a legitimate sport. And that is the news. All right, guys, coming in 10 seconds under the wire, three minutes, 37 seconds. I fucking did it. (laughs) There is a lot of cool news in there, by the way. Uh, first of all, lightsaber dueling, legitimate sport, 
It doesn't matter if that's French or anywhere. Like, that is awesome. Excuse me. And a big congratulations, huge congratulations to Roman Reigns, man. So glad to hear that for him. Like I said, when we talked about that on the podcast, he was never one of my favorites, but I was finally starting to see what what people saw in him. Uh, Those shades of The Undertaker everyone had talked about were finally starting to come to light. And I, I can't say that I was wholly on his side yet, but I was starting to go, you know what? Actually, there's something here. Let's let's keep looking closer. Yeah, so I'm really glad that he's going to be coming back, but more so, I'm just glad he's okay, you know? Like, regardless of whether I was a fan, I never hated the guy. I was never like, oh yeah, I hope that guy gets cancer and dies. No, and I I really wouldn't say that about anyone, uh, except for, you know, like child molesters. Uh, Worse than cancer. I I would wish worse than cancer there. Anyways... (laughs) This isn't a show about that. What the fuck am I doing? Now, there's just a lot of cool stuff. Those DC collectibles, man, uh, the the Batman the Animated Series ones, they make me want new episodes, which I can't, can't believe I never thought of that. DC Universe app, what are you doing? Fuck all this other stuff. I mean, don't, don't get rid of it. I, I'm really enjoying it. But still, why was Batman the Animated Series not like the number one thing you revived? I am sure all of those people would come back. I am sure people would love it. I am sure you can get Paul Dini and Bruce Tim make this happen. That needs to happen. We need to see those characters brought to the Bruce Timiverse. <laughs> the Batman TASiverse. Whatever the fuck you want to call it. I don't know. There's a lot of cool stuff in there. Uh, so much more reassur- reassurance to buy Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. If, if, if they could have just put the movie on there. No special features. You don't even need special features to sell that fucking movie. But man, are they not beefing it up. I love it. And you know what? I am going to go grab him. I'm going to go pull him off the game right now. We're going to get caught up, guys, in just one second. It's good that you got that out now. All right. Put the... Well, you don't have to have both cans on, but... Just one so that you can hear yourself. Because you got to be up on the mic to talk about it. Yeah. All right, guys. This is the caught up segment, getting caught up segment, to where yeah. uh, we let you in on what we've been up to, what we've been reading, watching, uh, all of that good stuff. Uh, first of all, I've been getting back to Letterkenny. And uh, if you haven't seen Letterkenny, give your balls a tug, Schmelz. Check that out. It's on Hulu. And uh, figure it out. Uh <laughs> I've also, uh, and this has been a wrestling heavy episode too, but I've been watching NXT. I'm finally legitimately watching NXT on the advice of so many of my friends and other wrestling lovers. Uh, And it really was Ricochet that sold me on the whole thing, popping over uh, to Raw and SmackDown recently. Man, he fucking stole the show. They keep giving him this, like, they keep saying, like, oh, he's going for the superhero landing, and this guy's, like, a superhero. He really is. He has, like, superhero moves that make me think he's fucking superhuman. I love this guy. He is, like, my favorite thing in wrestling right now. And, uh, unfortunately, Ronda Rousey is starting to go downhill on that. It's like she's trying less, and I don't get what they're doing with her story. It's just... Ah, it's starting Sad. to get frustrating. Yeah, well, like you know, <laughs> you I don't watched WWE. Yeah, you haven't much. been watching. 
Uh, yeah, but that really, that's just what I've been doing. Again, guys, getting caught up on Detective Comics. My comic book reading has slowed back down again, but I'm still buying. You have read quite a few interesting stories recently. Huh. Yeah, you I read did. last weekend. You read a few things. What'd you read? Star Wars and The Walking Dead. Wait, you read that Star Wars issue? Yeah, the first one. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't remember you about telling Yoda. me about it. Yeah, I, I remember telling you. Yeah, a little. And then you showed me that video. It's like a prequel Yoda story, like telling. It's not his origins. Yeah. I don't think they'll ever give those to us, and I'm fine with that. But it's like a early, early days, like well before Phantom Menace type thing. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty and then cool. you like showed me the video of me as a kid watching. Um, the- oh, in the lobby for yeah. Star Wars Episode One. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cute. Uh, what what was a standout book that you read, like, like uh, one that like was like, oh man, that was a really cool issue, man. Because you had one, you were really jazzed up about it. I forgot about it. Was it uh, Friendly Neighborhood Spider Man number two? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I actually do like a bunch of Spider Man. One of my favorite yeah. superheroes. It just makes me feel so good thinking about. <laughs> You're trying to figure out what you want to say, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Uh, no, but it is, it is a cool book. It focuses yeah. on the friendly neighborhood aspect of Spider-Man rather than the big, like, we got to save the world from this, like, horrible event that's happening. And it gets back to the character's roots. And you actually missed, in phone booth news, uh, It was uh, I announced it, uh, they're introducing a new Spider-Man character who's going to be, like, actual canon. His name is Spider-Bite. He's this little kid, like, dressed like Spider-Man. It's pretty pretty cute from what I saw. But uh, that's going to happen in issue six. So you still got a little while before that one comes up. Okay. Uh, okay. You've been playing anything interesting? You're pretty yes. jazzed up about Fortnite coming yes, up. Yes, Unfortunately, Fortnite. you didn't get to play it, though. Um, Not yet, at least, because yeah. I'm waiting for it to update. So I'm watching some YouTube, eating some Taco Bell. Yeah, what are you um, watching on YouTube? I don't even know, really. Yeah. What Just, you want to say about the Momo challenge? Let's talk about the Momo challenge. Oh, the Momo bit. challenge. Okay. I haven't really seen much of it or heard much. Do of you it. know why? Why? Because it's actually a hoax. Yeah, it's not a real. <laughs> like no kids have been killing themselves over this thing. It's super stupid. There are like a handful of videos that have been getting like crazy hit on YouTube, but they came out after all the Momo stories stuff came out and all they do is they take like clips from other YouTube videos and they've been mashing them together to make these videos. It's so cheap and stupid. And you really do need to watch what you like. Whoever's listening, you really do need to watch what your kids are watching and advise them in the right directions. But like, this is one of those things where it's like, do the research. Don't get mad because you read the title of an article, read the actual article and, and question it. Go like, hmm, this doesn't make sense. You know? But yeah, yeah, big hoax, guys. Check out Philip DeFranco's video on it. Very important. I might watch that after I'm done over here. I've heard about Momo like months yeah. ago. Yeah. Because um, my friend showed me it. He was like, hey, you gotta see this game. Yeah, it thing. started as a, as a WhatsApp thing. Yeah. Like, that was the rumor, is it was a WhatsApp thing. If you, if you, contacted the certain number or whatever but even that turned out to be like mostly Hoax. fake yeah uh yeah and it's the first uh, first story he covers in that video so if you're not a fan of philip defranco and you just want to be filled in on that there you go it's the first one first story he covers on that mm. episode 
Uh, okay, so anything else going on with you? I'm playing a bunch of Red Dead. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you've been you've been uh, restarting that game. Yeah, I've been doing a bunch of the Easter eggs. Um, I actually did all the cheats, but I never saved the game. Yeah, because of how low my honor got. <laughs> so much money I had, like just as much as I have as John Marston uh, right now. Yeah, and don't um, mess with the box; they can hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, actually thinking of playing Metroid, like Super Metroid, on my uh, SNES Classic in there. Because when your little brother was over and we were playing some SNES, like he made me play that because it was a little slow, but he didn't want me to stop playing it. And then I got really into it, and I actually played for a half hour longer than I intended. So I think I might start playing that. Uh, really, I'm just trying to get stay caught up on TV. Yeah. That's the big thing. I'm not, like, watching, like, a big TV show. Like, Netflix. Well, you don't really have the option at your mom's house right now. You guys don't really have the internet. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, but you have Netflix in there. You could be yeah. watching TV if you didn't watch so much damn YouTube. <laughs> TV is where it's at, man. You're missing out. You really are. Uh, all right. Well, I ain't got, got enough, like, time to watch, like, a whole season. I mean, you got enough time to catch an episode here, and then the next week you can catch the next episode. That's how TV used to work. You know, you don't have to watch a whole season in one sitting. It's gonna be there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think mean, it's... just watch the new Big Mouth episode for season oh, three. Oh God, yeah. I don't know if I should be letting people know that I'm okay with you watching that. Uh, anyways, <laughs> I want to do this part. You want to do this part? Yes. Okay, you better bring the energy, and you better read fast. Okay, like hold this. On, hold on. I'm going to back out of here so you can get in position and, and be able to see it. Remember, you need to speak into the mic. Okay, three, two, testing, testing, okay. Keep the mic here. All right, I got you. Like this video if you liked it. Subscribe if you love it. You're checking this out somewhere while here. Why not like, comment your thoughts on any of today's stories. Share and hit that bell on YouTube if you want to know when the newest episodes are up. Like our nerd news page, Sword of My Comics, on Facebook. And follow Sword of My Podcast on Instagram. Check out Subject to Change. Enter... Net was entertainment. That? Entertainment <laughs> on Facebook and Twitter, and all of our personal social medias is down in the description below. Outro, uh. outro music. Okay, first of all, it's not a video. You're supposed to say episodes because this is on both SoundCloud and YouTube, and it's all audio. Secondly, you need to you need to. You need to say your words more clearly. I try. Yeah, you, you did. You you were doing good there for a minute, and then the spit build up. I could tell, but you did okay. You did all right. Yeah. Maybe we'll let you do it again in the future, guys. Thank you very much for listening. My name is Vincent Herman, Vin the Human, and joining me was Vinny Wise, Vinny Herman, <laughs> and Q. That eh, needs some workout outro music. <laughs>